Hello and welcome to the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Jerry Hillis. I am the editor of Global University Venturing and I will also bring you the news from Global Corporate and Global Impact Venturing as always, of course. It is just me this week as Jim is busy elsewhere. And what a week it has been yet again. Kahoot has been one of the biggest recent success stories in the startup space. The company, the developer of a gamified online learning platform, has secured $215 million from SoftBank through a private placement that valued it above $2.2 billion. A huge jump from the $100 million valuation at which it raised money just over two and a half years ago. Its earlier backers include Microsoft's M12, which first invested even before the early 2018 round, and Disney, which provided $15 million later the same year, when the company's valuation had already gone up to $376 million. Funds? Well, Seller Venture Partners, Italy-headquartered financial services group Seller's Venture Capital Arm, has reached the 30 million euros, that's 35 million of your US dollars, first close for a fund of funds backed by multiple corporate limited partners. The group's own banking subsidiaries, Banca Stella and Banca Patrimoni Stella Ecci, contributed to the fund, along with peers Banco BPM and Fenera Holding, as well as insurance firms Aviva and Acade. DE Assicurazioni and unnamed individuals. Seller Venture Partners Fund of Funds 1 is seeking additional investors for a second close on its way to a 100 million euro target. It's expected to conduct deals for four years in Europe and the US. Twilio has meanwhile agreed to acquire Segment, developer of a customer data management platform in this week's biggest exit, which is a $3.2 billion all-share transaction that will allow GV, an early-stage investment subsidiary of Internet and Technology Group Alphabet, to exit. Segment had raised $284 million in funding prior to the deal, its last round being a $175 million Series D that reportedly valued it at $1.5 billion 18 months ago. In crossover news with the university world, we have Oxford Nanopore. A UK-based genetic sequencing technology spin-out of University of Oxford, as the name would suggest, obtained £84.4 million, that's $108 million, in funding from a consortium including pension fund manager RPMI Railpen. The company's offering includes a rapid test for detecting SARS-CoV-2, the coronavirus that leads to COVID-19, partially explaining the amount of cash it just raised, although the capital brought Oxford Nanopore's total funding to some $800 million. Its existing backers also include IP Group, Illumina and Amgen, the latter of which injected $66 million in early 2018. Moving on to the rest of the news, although as it seems to be the case lately, these are still some pretty chunky deals. E-commerce logistics may not be the flashiest part of the venture capital space, but it has given rise to some sizable players. Biggest one this week is Flash Express, which is Thailand's biggest pure play participant in the sector, and has secured $200 million in a Series D round led by PTT Oil and Retail Business Public Company. The round included at least two more corporate investors, Durbel and Krunskri Finnovate, and its earlier backers reportedly include Alibaba's EWTP fund. Electric bus producer Proterra has been around for nearly 17 years, and we'll actually get to another electric bus producer in a minute, 
But Proterra is successfully raising money still. It's brought in $200 million through a round led by $150 million from investment bank Cohen's Sustainable Advisors subsidiary, adding to at least $565 million in earlier financing from an investor pool that includes Daimler, GM Ventures, Mitsui, Edison Energy, Constellation Technology Ventures, BMW iVentures, and the Panasonic-sponsored Conductive Ventures. Car sharing has long since fallen behind ride-hailing when it comes to funding numbers, but Get Around has nevertheless pulled in $140 million in a Series E round that included SoftBank Vision Fund. SoftBank led the company's last round too, a $300 million Series D round in 2018, and it's now secured almost $600 million altogether. Its earlier backers include Cox Automotive, SAIC Capital and Toyota. Although this also isn't one of the flashier parts of the startup space, Agritech is still plugging along. The Farmers Business Network and Infarm have of course both closed nine-figure rounds in recent months, as long-term listeners will remember. And now indoor farming unicorn Plenty has done the same. It secured $140 million in a Series D round led by SoftBank Vision Fund that included Driscoll's, the berry provider that formed a commercial agreement with Plenty earlier this year. The round boosted its overall funding to roughly $540 million, Vision Fund having come on board in its 2017 Series B round. Live Kindly Collective is the newest big player in the plant-based food space, having raised $135 million from investors including food ingredient developer Griffith Foods. The company had received $200 million just over six months ago, when it was launched as a group including vegan media brand Live Kindly and plant-based food brands Fry Family, Oomph and Like Meat. And as promised, another electric bus and van developer, called Arrival, has received $118 million in funding from funds managed by BlackRock, following on from $112 million provided by carmaker Hyundai and subsidiary Kia in January. UPS invested in Arrival the same month alongside an agreement to purchase 100,000 vans from the company. The latest capital influx will support the establishment of scalable micro-factories designed to produce its vehicles rapidly and efficiently. Funds, we've got one more for you here. Industrial and fruit asset product manufacturer Fuso Chemical has made an LP commitment to Future Food Fund, a CVC vehicle for Japan-based online supermarket Oisix Ra Daichi. Formed in October 2019, Future Food Fund is managed by the CVC unit of the same name, set up two months earlier. The vehicle will target startups focusing on food, agriculture and healthcare. The fund's LPs already include corporates such as fast food restaurant chain Moz Burger, broadcaster TV Tokyo Direct and Toyota Tsushu, the trading subsidiary of carmaker Toyota. Moving on to exits, the $3.2 billion acquisition is almost enough to make this next one seem tiny in comparison, although it is very notable indeed, and that is affordable lifestyle goods retailer Miniso, which is headquartered in China, but takes its inspiration from Japanese retail, and it's chosen the US for its IPO, floating above its range to secure $608 million. The company is only 7 years old but oversees a network of some 4,200 stores worldwide, run primarily through a franchise model. Its investors include Tencent, which took part in a $146 million round two years ago, before providing an additional $50 million in February this year. GV, 
is on a bit of a tear right now and has also scored an exit from MIT's spin-out Kronos Bio, which floated above its range in an upsized IPO that raised $250 billion. The oncology therapeutics developers' investors include, well, of course, GV, which took part in its $105 million Series A round last year. And its shares have soared from their $19 IPO price to $32.90 as of the time of recording on early Friday evening. Roblox has confirmed it has confidentially filed for an initial public offering days after media reports suggested as much, saying the IPO expected to double its valuation to $8 billion. The online gaming platform has about 120 million monthly active users and is looking to expand its offering into virtual concerts, suddenly an attractive option due to the real thing being prevented by, well, social distancing measures, as I am sure we are all too aware. Dida Shujing, not to be confused with the very similarly named Didi Shujing, which is also in retailing, has filed for an IPO in Hong Kong. Recent reports predicted it would target $500 million in its flotation and the offering would chalk up exits for NIO Capital, the venture firm backed by Carmack and NIO, in addition to corporates BitAuto, JD.com and Ctrip, which cumulatively hold 12% of Dida's shares. Digital payment technology provider Stripe let Nigeria-based counterpart Paystack's $8 million Series A round two years ago and, well, it obviously liked what it saw, having just returned to agree an acquisition deal reportedly valuing Paystack at more than $200 million. The company had disclosed less than $10 million bucks in funding prior to the deal and two other corporate investors, Comcast Ventures and Tencent, are set to record big multiple returns too. Spruce Biosciences has closed its IPO after underwriters took up the overallotment option and bought nearly $14 million of shares to add to the $90 million it raised when it floated at, well, just over a week ago. Novo is the largest shareholder in Spruce Bio, which is developing treatments for endocrine disorders. And Kodiak Biosciences has also floated, raising $82.5 million in its IPO after floating in the middle of its range. The exosome drug developer, based on research at University of Gothenburg and MD Anderson Cancer Center, had received $168 million in funding pre-IPO from investors including Alexandria Real Estate Equities' Alexandria Venture Investments. The IPO price values it just short of $280 million. And finally, some comings and goings for you. John Wei, Senior Investment Manager at Sabic Ventures, the corporate venturing arm of Saudi Arabia-based chemicals producer Saudi Basic Industries, has left to join Applied Materials' corporate venturing unit Applied Ventures. Wei, a GCV Emerging Leaders Award winner this year, was responsible for Sabic Ventures' North America and Greater China investments over the past six years. And GV has promoted Terry Burns to investing partner. Burns joined GV as principal in October 2017 after spending 14 months as an associate product manager at social media company Twitter, where she concentrated on improving user experience. And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast, the news podcast, that is, for we are publishing interviews every Wednesday of course so if this is your first time listening do hit that subscribe button 
We've already got some stunning interviews lined up in your feed, such as Orin Herskowitz from Columbia University, Leslie Miller-Nicholson from MIT, Tony Raven from Cambridge University, and Jim Wilkinson from Oxford University's Oxford Sciences Innovation, among others. And there's a stunning lineup still in the pipeline as well. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, you can reach me at thelis at globaluniversityventuring.com. That is T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud and some other platforms as well. Don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues. Thanks very much to those of you that have already done so. We really enjoy seeing those listener numbers steadily climbing. With that, all that's left for me to do is wish you a productive week. And don't forget to to check out globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com and globalimpactventuring.com on a daily basis as we cover the news as it happens. We will be back with you on Wednesday with a leadership series and on Monday with the news. Until then, goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.